A lot of times we have been told not to have sex before marriage. And when we do fall into that temptation or we fall into some other form of sexual sin, the guilt that accompanies it can be very overwhelming. I do believe that beyond the guilt or beyond the teachings of not having sex before marriage, we should be equipped with tools that will enable us live in sexual purity tools that will enable us live in victory over sexual temptations. In a three-day free email series, I will be handing you the tools that helped me to overcome masturbation and pornography and help me live in victory over the desire to fornicate before marriage. If you would like to sign up for this series, click in the link in the episode's description and join. I hope to see you there. Have a wonderful time listening to today's episode. God bless you. Hi everyone, I'm Wanola. Hi, I'm Fanu. And you're welcome to Cutship and Marriage. Okay, and if you want to ask us questions, you're free to ask questions. You can leave comments, you can leave voice messages. And let us know what you want us to talk about. Let us know topics that you want us to address. We'll be expecting. Okay. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Yes, subscribe. <laughs> All right. So today, Fanu and I are going to be talking about premarital sex, sort of. And I'm not even sure we titled this episode. <laughs> but we're going to be talking about premarital sex. And the first thing that actually comes to my mind when I think about premarital sex or when I'm trying to make any content for premarital sex is are they even still virgins like <laughs> do i even have the audience i'm talking to <laughs> because like sex is is commonplace it's everywhere so are they is even... it really well living in america for the past five years <laughs> sex is like it's like going to to walmart <laughs> wow <laughs> yes like it's everywhere so maybe <laughs> i'm sure there are still virgins even here in the united states but <laughs> they are an endangered species <laughs> <laughs> and but that's I, honest truth but have you taken data you don't know yet now <laughs> no i've never i've never done a census for virgins <laughs> Maybe I'll look into doing that because what's the point of talking to veggies if there are no veggies, right? No, I think that we just think that there are no veggies, but I know that there are still veggies. <laughs> because okay. I, yeah, when I was in, you know, that's fair. When I was a virgin, I I knew other virgins too. Exactly so now. maybe now that I'm married and having sex is why I don't see veggies exactly. anymore. They are no longer in your circle. Me too. That's what I. That, that's that's what I think, right? Okay. It depends on your circle, really. Okay. When I was a virgin, when I was single, all almost all my friends were virgin. Right. <laughs> I'm calling them out. Well, to the best of my knowledge. <laughs> right. But then, some other people that some other people m- might say, or some other people that think that there are no there are no more virgins again, probably is because of their circle. Like maybe. They have non-virgins in their circle. Yeah. I still think that there are still people that are waiting, even male and female. I know right. I know them. 
Right. Okay. Well, it's good to know. <laughs> it's good to know. So you're saying that virginity has not lost its appeal, that there are people that are still virgins and are proud to be virgins. I don't know if they are proud, but they are fed, they are, but they are virgins. <laughs> But what's there not to be proud of? Right. Right, right. You should be proud of it. You should be proud that you chose to abide by God's standards, even though the world has gone a wire. (laughs) So definitely something to be proud of here. Yeah. Something to be proud of. So Fanny, during your courtship, Mm -hmm. what was your stance on sex? What was your mindset really? Hmm. Hmm. Sex before marriage, obviously. Like we've always known that's what. <laughs> that's right. I like that. that we've always known. <laughs> in your in your head that oh, varietal sex is the same. Varietal sex is the same. Varietal sex is the same. Is the in fact in your mind is like varietal sex is like the greatest thing ever. You right. can try to steal. You can try to lie. <laughs> right. But that sex, uh, the way you run away from it, like saying nah. Uh, and uh, I don't know if the way it was um, exaggerated or over not overrated, right? But it's still a thing, like normal, like other things. Yeah, it was overemphasized. But it was overemphasized, and still people still used to have, have that sex. So you know when they say they put laws for you and then you just want to break that law by force. I right. also think that he had it had something to do with, yeah, like because the way. <laughs> the, okay, sorry, I've, I've I've diverted from the question. What was my stance? Hmm. Of course, my stance was not to have sex until marriage, right? Mm-hmm. And it was until I grew to maturity that I understood why. Hmm. why am i doing this not just why am i doing this like why am i not having sex until marriage right right so yeah that was my stance actually not to have sex until marriage Hmm. well it was sort of the same for me really um i remember when we go to youth camps and all those youth programs in church, you know, yeah, they did teach us a host of other things. They taught us ministry, diligence, you know, a host of other mm-hmm. godly mm-hmm. virtues and all, but it always did seem like they overemphasized, <laughs> yes. you know, premarital sex. And I think I can understand why they did, because, I mean, for you and I, it might seem like it was overemphasized. And because mm-hmm. now we're we're married and, you know, we, we can have sex but for people who are struggling i don't think it can ever be overemphasized i don't think you know talking okay. about it teaching them how to avoid it or for people who are falling into sexual sin and are trying to get out of it then okay. you know it wasn't really i mean we was overemphasized but you know they are still struggling so now i think my problem is the way it was overemphasized like the way it was like oh once you have sex like this you are gone you are done right okay they didn't really teach it properly like why shouldn't you have sex and stuff like that yeah right okay i can understand that perspective it's always you know it's a perspective that puts you into you know a journey of guilt really yes 
I can understand. And do you know that some people still carry that mentality into marriage? Yes. That yes. Oh, sex is dirty, sex is this. Yes. Yes, I, I understand that. I mean, recently I've been reading some books about sexual purity and, you know, in one of them, I sort of evaluated and reevaluated the teachings I was also exposed to and how they made you feel like sex is you know, this horrible thing that you must not even think about it, (laughs) (laughs) you know. And then when we're now um, doing premarital counseling, it was now a completely different teaching (laughs) of sex, (laughs) you know. But in sincerity, I still think that, you know, there there just needs to be a balance in how it is addressed. Like, sex is a good thing but Mm -hmm. it becomes bad when you're using it outside of marriage like i i wrote in one of my posts somewhere that god didn't make a bad fruit adam and eve had it in disobedience the fruit Mm -hmm. was good the fruit is not Mm -hmm. the problem at all Mm -hmm. it was their disobedient hearts you know so it's actually important for us to mention that you know sex is a good thing it's a Mm -hmm. very good thing it's a good idea of a very loving father Yes. But if you do it in disobedience, then it becomes evil to you. It becomes mm-hmm. something that can plague you, something that can haunt you, and something mm-hmm. that can really affect you in negative ways. So mm-hmm. I think that's the proper perspective to put it in. And, yeah. you know, for me too, before I got married, my stance definitely was, you know, no sex until marriage, even before I got into a relationship. Because, you know, mm-hmm. in one of those, in one of those, um, youth programs or not not even the youth programs it was on my own one day in the bathroom I remember clearly in my mom's bathroom I was taking my bath and and I don't know some thoughts just kept coming to my head coming to my head and I just decided that you know what no man is ever going to see this naked body until I'm married Ooh, sister. <laughs> and, and <laughs> that vow was an uphill task <laughs> I just remembered something <laughs> Oh, it's a funny story. We were teenagers and we were doing Valentine's program or something in church then. And then they said we should take a vow not to have sex before marriage. And all the girls, of course, were holding our paper ready to take our vows, you know. And all the guys, they left the hall. Wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wait, like... They left like they were not ready to take that vow. They did, or... Yeah, they said they're not going to take that vow. Like, what's that? I did that. Well, that is definitely something. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, looking at looking at it now, I mean, then I could understand how you know people thought that that was the right thing to do. But now, in my perspective, so I don't think I would put anybody under any obligation to take a vow like that because you know i took my own vow in the privacy of my room by myself i just came to that conclusion by myself based on thoughts that the holy spirit brought to my heart and i think that that is how any vow whatsoever that we take should be it should be based Mm -hmm. on your personal conviction not that you're in a garden and somebody tell you to write something Hmm. lift it up and that you will never do ah hey it because... was serious. Like I think, like if you if you break this vow, something bad will happen to you. Like that was how it felt. They printed it out. Everything gave us. Wow. 
vows are serious vows are definitely serious because god takes vows seriously but we Mm -hmm. should never put anybody under any obligation to take a vow (laughs) i mean it's a sec it's a sacred thing god takes vows seriously so Mm -hmm. you know i don't i don't think it's well i don't think it's appropriate to put anybody under obligation to take a vow Mm -hmm. i think taking a vow should be something you can teach people and then they can decide that you know i'm going to make this a vow they can decide that on their own yes but i understand the i understand the the mindset motivation of the people who led all those you know vow taking sessions or purity i understand because you know sex outside of marriage can really be damaging it it really is a serious thing it can really have long-term consequences Mm -hmm. you know so I can understand them, but I mean, let's, let's better <laughs> when you know better, do better, right? <laughs> yes. Sure. So, mm-hmm. and I remember when you mentioned that point about, or rather I mentioned that point about it being a sort of filled with guilt. The messages usually are filled with like, just puts you in a guilty state yes. most of the time. And yeah. one day when I was thinking on this topic, you know, the Holy Spirit gave me some statement that I wrote down and is that the message of sexual purity is a message of love. Mm. God's love for us, which caused him to establish the rules by which mm. sexual intercourse should take place. Mm. Those rules that God made about fornication and adultery are purely love motivated because mm. he knows the damages that can come out of those sexual sins. Sure. Also, it's a message of obedience as we mm-hmm. make a firm choice to honor God in our thoughts and actions. And lastly, it should be a message of hope that when we fall, we are not forever condemned. We mm. can be restored and renewed and still be used for God's glory if we choose not to remain in sin. Mm. And, you know, that's, that three, you know, fold message was just i just knew that this was it this is what a sexual purity message should contain it should contain love obedience and hope you know not necessarily um guilt so yeah so but another thing so is love that, obedience and hope yeah love obedience and hope in any sexual purity message that is you know putting you in a guilt, 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 you know, it's not, I don't think that's a good place for people to be if they yeah. really want to genuinely <laughs> repent, you know, if they really want to genuinely repent, their guilt should not be born out of man's um, force or compulsion. It should be born out of the Holy Spirit's conviction. And one of the ways by which the Holy Spirit convicts us the most is by love, really. Mm-hmm. Love is a very powerful, convicting force. It might seem like if you're telling people, ah, this, this, you're hard on them, you think that, yeah, they may realign for a while, but then they will fall away again. But there's something about love that is so powerful that when the Holy Spirit convicts you with love, you just naturally, you just align and you strive, you you yourself will strive to be better. You will strive to yeah. live that ideal because I'm so loved. I should not be in this situation. True. So that's just, you know, my own perspective, so to say. Another thing is that, why is it that women are the only one, <laughs> in my opinion, <laughs> though, that seem to take responsibility 
for keeping a relationship sexually pure. Like, for example, if two people are dating, right, yeah. it's always the woman that always probably comes up first. In most cases, I'm sure there are exceptions, but in mm. most cases, it's usually the woman that will say no sex. <laughs> she's the, she's like the gatekeeper. She's the one that will get <laughs> close the gates <laughs> or I'll put the yeah. limits on physical interaction, you know, or um, sexual interaction. Why do you think it's like that, really? Why is it like that? So the story I shared about the women, the girls staying and the guys leaving going out is mm-hmm. a perfect <laughs> scenario. Like. Why did the girls feel the need to to take responsibility for it? Like, oh yes, I should. <laughs> like, why? Like, it did not seem odd to us as girls. Like, oh yes, this is the right thing. But guys are like, eh, nobody go tell me what I go do that kind <laughs> of thing. And, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, I get. It, but why? Okay, why do women take more responsibility? It is always painted also that men are sexual beings. Right. I see women too are not sexual beings. Right. Like so, men just like, can't control themselves. So you have can to help them control. to control So it. women should help them control. Even down to your dressing, they'll be like, dress, they're telling you to dress modestly because of the men, not because Oh, to honor God right. or whatever, to honor your body. Thank you so for, that thank the you men for mentioning this. Yes, ha. like so, like it is just it's still the society, this <laughs> <laughs> culture. Like women, women are responsible for men. Like yes, uh, women are responsible for men. Even when God created us, He created us to be a helpmate. <laughs> not that you should assume total responsibility. The commandment yes, not yes. to eat the fruit was given to Adam. Adam, it was yes. given to him. You know, before Eve even came on the scene, and God gave him that Eve. commandment. He my girl Eve. Like it was you. God told. Right. Why is he blaming Eve? <laughs> right. It was you God told. And then you said, it's the woman you gave it's me that gave me. Like, gave me. Did you shove it in your mouth? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, definitely, yes, women, we have the power of influence. We know that. We know that we can influence, you know. But, you know, I, I, I really feel that men should also take responsibility for their own sexual they purity. Should. You know, and I would love to see more relationships whereby is the man that will take the stand you know because in my relationship i found that even even though i said i was the one that first said i wasn't we're not gonna have sex before marriage and my husband also said the same thing because before we met he also made that vow and he told me the circumstances based that you know motivated his own vow taking a vow of sexual purity on his own so we didn't know each Mm -hmm. other then so when we met it was just like i just like i I made this vow before god and it's like wow i made this vow before god as well so even though we had the same stance on it the times when we fell into sexual um not sexual sin i'll try to use this thing no (laughs) or the times when we slipped we slipped up were majorly because i i was I was weak at that time. Like when he when he puts his foot down, when he is strong, it feel it's 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 more it's easier mm-hmm. for me to just adjust than when 
than if the case were the other way. You don't understand. Yeah. I, like when a man puts his foot down or something, especially a man you're in a relationship mm-hmm. with, you mm-hmm. know, that loves you and that you can naturally submit to, it's easy for you to just align yourself with it. And the temptations mm-hmm. will not, you know, overtake you as such. But when the man is just, you know, not mm-hmm. here and there, like he's like, well, okay, since you said it, no problem, no sex, you understand? If he's not the one who has the sexual primitive mm-hmm. stance, then it's easy for you to fall. So I really would, you know, look yeah, forward okay. to relationships whereby men would take the stance <laughs> and you know lead right <laughs> lead the relationship yes. in a you know sexually pure way lead lead don't wait until you are the husband and the man of the house before you start calling the shots <laughs> you know call the shots in the relationship <laughs> and take charge of it i think it will really it will make life mm-hmm. better in a lot of ways <laughs> that notion that you know yes, i do know that that notion that men are sexual beings men are so sexual they cannot say no do you know that it also spills mm. over into mentality that a married person can have like for example yes when we got married since not when we got married like since we've been married times when i want to have sex and my husband is like no i'm tired or i'm not feeling good or if he just says on the few occasions that he has said no i always feel rejected sort of like maybe they said you people are supposed to want it all the time <laughs> you're always ready right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. i take the rejection more personal it now yes it i think they're rejecting to... you yes <laughs> it's a way for me to reconstruct my brain that okay this person is a human being as well and he can get tired and he can yeah. maybe not be in the mood you know, just like i am so even that message is detrimental to men themselves because your wife yeah, is putting you to to them. perform all the time, to all the time. Perform. <laughs> right. It puts pressure on them too. I do know that it also propagates a rape culture. Right. Sexual harassment, rape culture, because it's like the blame is the, the, blame, the blame is on the woman for not protecting herself right from the men that cannot control themselves like it's so crazy yes when you raise men to just believe that they can't control their sexual desires yes. like they have to have it you know it's it's a detrimental mindset that i hope that hmm. generally will begin to change over time Amen. I pray God will help us <laughs> Amen. okay so let's talk about sexual temptations that you faced during your courtship what was your experience and this one i know is a whole lot <laughs> what was your experience like with oh sexual temptations during your courtship because me i had a horrible experience <laughs> after having an everlasting courtship <laughs> it's true your courtship was long it was too long like who does that for six years, ten months, nearly seven years. Like, wow. <laughs> you know, no, it wasn't our intention. To be sincere, yeah. we had planned that when we started dating, we had planned that we we're going to get married before I finished my school. I can remember when um during diploma, I was asking my my classmate of whether she said physiotherapy is four year course. He said five. I said, What? <laughs> <laughs> I do not have time for that at all. Oh before i finish school now that i know what marriage is i'm like thank you jesus i did not make that stupid mistake (laughs) 
because then I didn't understand the responsibilities mm. inside marriage yeah. and how you'll be expected to just live up to certain standards and everything. Mm-hmm. So all the obligations, you know, family obligations, obligations mm. to your husband, everything mm. that you just be expected to do. Ah, I'm mm. like, thank you, Jesus. I did not make this <laughs> stupid mistake. <laughs> no offense to those who get married in school, but I'm sure they know what I'm talking about. How mm. how intense it can be, you know. So we didn't intend for our courtship to last that long, but academic pursuits, career, looking for money, all these things. <laughs> <laughs> that's what made it everlasting <laughs> how long did I date for I think I dated for three years so mm-hmm. actually well this seems so long funny enough yeah, I think it was uh, the third year when I knew I was going to get married soon that the sexual temptations increased I don't know why because ah, it's almost here it just right. Yeah, you know? people, people say that people say that when you are close to, to getting married is when you yeah. can but for me it wasn't like that really because mm. I had faced all my temptations <laughs> in the beginning years. Mm. By the last year of our courtship, when we we're planning wedding to be success, mm. sex it came to my mind, but I would just put it up like, well, it's almost here, so what's the point of wasting my energy dreaming of something mm. I will soon be doing? <laughs> Yeah. So the last year of my courtship was I was not really tempted, so to Mm -hmm. say. I did just fine. I remember when they asked us to go and do pregnancy tests because we now ask you to do pregnancy tests. You were confident. I was very confident. <laughs> like I gave the result to the pastor because you will not open it. You to be come. It must come sealed from the clinic. So I gave it to him. So he said, "Hmm." He opened it. He looked at it. He said, "Ha." I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> he did all sorts of drama. And all the other pastors were laughing. He said, what? Can you imagine? You? Hey? I was just there smiling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm so confident. I, I said, when he does not jump on people on the street. <laughs> I know where I've been. I know what I've been doing. If you had given it to me, like, maybe a year ago or two years ago, ah, there will be pandemonium if you do all this type of theatrics. <laughs> But let's talk about let's talk about what we are terming sex because some some of us think that as long as you're not having penetrative sex, every other thing is fine before right. marriage. Right. So every other thing is not fine before marriage. <laughs> <laughs> That's the simplest way. <laughs> Yes. Every other thing is not fine before marriage. I know people always ask that question, like how far can we kiss? Can we do this? To be sincere, I I feel that those questions now that once you start asking those questions, yeah, we don't even want to do it, right? Right. (laughs) Now that I think about it, I think those questions are a bit are kind of unnecessary. Honestly, <laughs> I probably have had those questions in the past myself, mm-hmm. but <laughs> looking back now, I realize the um, it's just unnecessary, really, when you are talking about sexual purity. Mm. Because if your heart is right, mm. there are some things that you would do and you would not feel like you've sinned. And mm. there are some things you would do that you will know that you have you sinned, know, even yeah. though. You did not have, there was no penetration. Mm-hmm. So 
if I were in a courtship now and I kissed my boyfriend, mm. it it depends whether I would um, whether I would be whether I would consider it sinful or not would depend sinful. on some factors. Like mm. for example, where did the kiss take place? And you know, what was mm. my mindset? What, what what was I trying to achieve? Was I trying yes. to seduce? Was I trying mm. for it to go longer? Or was it just a you know, simple, quick kiss. You know, mm. it depends really now that I'm, you know, looking back and trying to put it all in perspective. So mm. I think that your heart is where the issue is because yeah. you have thought so much about sex. <laughs> you have watched too much sex films. <laughs> you have listened to all the songs with sexual connotations mm. and everything. Now your whole, your body is ruling over your spirit. <laughs> Let me yeah. put it that way. Yeah. You know, whatever you do will most likely be sinful because of mm. the, the mindset it is coming from. Yeah. <laughs> you are trying to just satisfy yourself in, in any way possible and still feel and like you will never going. get satisfied. That's the truth. You, that's it. You, you always going. go for that. Always. You keep going. You keep going. You And it's a slippery slope. The you minute you get, get on it, 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 it requires, you know, effort. Maximum yes. effort Maximum to get back out of from it. From both parties. From both parties, yes. I have been there, done that. I know <laughs> <laughs> the kind yeah. of the kind of fights we fought. <laughs> like we put all our energy, <laughs> we put all our energy to oh. ensuring that you know we mm. got out of that slippery slope because. Mm. You know, and now that I think about I was the one that motivated our first kiss, really. <laughs> if not, maybe I would have had it easy. Who knows? I was the one that started the whole thing, and then we wow. got out to leave. <laughs> you know, so how far is too far is not the question. The question exactly. is, you know, how can I be sexually pure in pure. my thoughts? That's from your thoughts, yes. yes. In my thoughts, in my actions, mm-hmm. how can I treat this other person as a daughter of God, as a son of God, you know, who I should mm-hmm. honor instead of trying mm-hmm. to use to satisfy my sexual longings, you know. So yeah. I think those are more appropriate or rather better questions to ask if you want to actually be sexually pure. pure. If you're asking how far is too far, you're, you're already trying to you're be sexually re- impure. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're already trying to be sexually impure. Yes, All right. Yes. So we're going to stop here for today. Okay. In our next episode, Fano and I are going to talk more about sexual temptations, how easy or hard it was for us to be sexually pure and things, some of the things we did, you know, that made it easy and things we did that made it hard (laughs) (laughs) so that you can relate and see how to apply it into your own relationship. So don't forget to leave a comment. You can just press the message button and leave a message or you can answer the question and then we'll get back to you. So don't forget to subscribe don't forget to subscribe (laughs) (laughs) all right okay so until next time thank you so much for listening Bye. bye